It's the 10th of July, 2021. And it's a Saturday. And so we see that the seasons are passing. The cold season has passed already. The hot season has passed. And we're now entering into the rainy season. And so time flows on in this way. But do we have a refuge yet? And this is something that we should ask ourselves. Do our hearts have a refuge? Do they have this safe refuge, a high refuge? And do we have this for our hearts? Do they have the safety? Do they have this happiness there of having a refuge yet? Do they have this peace within them? And can we take this inner peace as a refuge? And so we need to practice. So we've been praising, having chanted now, we've praised the goodness, the virtues of the fully self-awakened Buddha. And we praise the Buddha through our body, our speech, and our hearts. And we really need to do this sincerely. Even though we may be lay people, have a lot of work, have many duties to do, but it's still something that we need to do. And this training, this practice, is something that's very important for us in cultivating our minds. Because the mind, which is already well-trained, this brings happiness for us. It gives our hearts this happiness. But if we don't train our minds, then it's as if they're like just little children. And if a small child, if a toddler, has no one looking after it, no one watching it, then it can get itself into a little trouble. This is a very dangerous situation. We see in this present time that it can be quite sad for children that in the situation they can get into, Um, that some children are getting this COVID virus. Perhaps they're just one year old or two or three years old. And even though they've got this virus, their parents still need to look after them, need to take them to the hospital, even though that puts them into danger. So for our minds, if they're like the little child, that means that they don't really have a refuge for them. And this is a very dangerous situation. So when we look and we say that someone is old or that we ourselves are old, what that often just means is that we have a lot of age. It means that these bodies, these physical sankharas, they were born a long time ago. And the days and the nights pass and their age increases, gets more and more. But if we look at it from another angle, what we'll see is that the life that we have is getting less and less. And if our minds don't have anything to them, if they don't have any value to them, then our time just gets used up. And if we don't train these minds, then this knowing element just constantly receives these sense impressions. And it's always following after them, chasing after these sense impressions. And there's constantly a sense of me, the self, and things that belong to me throughout our entire lives. 
the Sammasambuddha, the fully self-awakened Buddha, he gained this awakening on the 15th day of the sixth lunar month on Visakha Puja. And so it's about a month and a half that's passed since that. And the Buddha, after his awakening, he enjoyed the bliss of liberation for about 49 days. And so it's about 45 days that have passed. So if this was during the time of the Buddha, uh, this was the year of the Buddha's awakening, then he would still be enjoying the bliss of liberation. So during this time, he contemplated into the Dhamma, which he had awakened to, and just realized how incredibly refined and subtle it was, and how difficult it would be for other people to know and understand in line with this Dhamma. And that's because in order for people to gain this knowledge, in order for them to decrease and destroy their delusion in their hearts, it would be very difficult because beings have been deluded for such a long time already. We're deluded about birth, we're deluded about death. We get lost in our anger and our hates, and we've done this for a very long time. So for people to gain this knowledge, they need to cultivate their minds to a higher level. And if people don't gain this knowledge, then they'll always be running after their moods and their sense impressions always being experiencing suffering throughout the entire life. And this is something that we can view right here in this present life. We don't need to go looking into past and future lives. We take it right in this present moment. And we see when the mind doesn't really have much knowledge, there's always this birth and becoming here. And this happens every single day. The mind gets born, it gets dragged into this becoming throughout the entire day. It gets dragged into liking and disliking happiness and suffering. And if we don't train our minds, then they'll go through this process of old age sickness and then they'll die. And there'll just be no benefit that they gain from that. We'll have wasted our time in vain if we don't train our minds well. But the mind which is well-trained brings us happiness. So we see that this jitta, this mind, is something that we are able to train. So we should really set our hearts on this. So we develop generosity, we develop morality. For those people who aren't yet generous, then they can kind of gain a sense of this, know how to give, know how to sacrifice, how to donate things. And even if it's just a small amount, it's something that we should do. And this is cultivating goodness through our body, through our speech, through our mind. In this present time, things are very difficult for a lot of people. They're going through hard times. And so we try to help them out through actions of speech, through our physical actions. We help out society. And in terms of the mind, the way we can help out people's hearts is through giving Dhamma to them. So it's really important that we do this, we help each other, and we develop goodness in this way, through our generosity, making merit in this way. And so this doesn't just mean dana, it doesn't just mean that we offer food to monks. Because 
nowadays the monks in general are able to survive, they're able to get by. But there are many people in society who are going through really hard times. And so we can give them food, we can offer medicine, we can donate ventilators, helping each other out, helping uh, one another in society in this way. So this is something that we should do, we should be generous like this, and to be consistently generous. And then when we are, sila, virtue, it just happens all by itself. Because when we're generous, then we're not being selfish. And we don't wish to harm any beings, we don't wish to harm anyone. We don't wish to harm ourselves either. We don't want to inflict damage on our brains, on our bodies, so we don't take any intoxicants then. And we don't harm the lives of other beings, we don't lie or cheat, we don't engage in sexual misconduct, we don't steal either. And so this is, when we can do this, then we already have sila. So when we have developed these qualities of generosity and virtue, um, then we come to what the benefit, the results of this is happiness of heart. Then after this, we train our minds, because even though we may be generous and virtuous, still the heart suffers. That this generosity and virtue, it's not able to free the mind from suffering, because there's still a sense of self there. And so we practice in order to bring about inner ease. And if we don't practice, then the heart will always be suffering. And even though we gain some form of pleasure from the world, we gain possessions, we gain a house, but later on when we have to be separated from these things, then we'll experience a lot of difficulty. So the mind which is untrained just experiences hardship and pain. But those who have trained their minds well, then they experience this happiness. So during the time of the Buddha in Savati, and there was the wife of a minister called Malika, and she had trained her mind very well to a very high degree. She had already gained some wisdom. And when she heard the news that her husband and her 33 children had died, she was able to accept that. So this shows just how much merit, how much goodness she had to her. But for us, if we lose a bit of our money, a bit of our wealth, or if our car gets a scratch on it, or perhaps our car gets broken, then how do we feel? What will that be like for us? But for her, Lady Malika, her husband and 33 children all died. They died at the same time. And she was able to accept this. And some people, maybe their mother passes away or their father passes away, and they're not able to accept this. So we should reflect upon this lady during the time of the Buddha, just how much Dhamma she had, and reflect how the mind which is well-trained is of immense value. So therefore we must work at training our minds. This is a very good opportunity that we have. It's really the best opportunity. For those of us in Thailand, um, this is a Buddhist country, and the people here, they respect the Buddha Sasana. 
and the monarchy, they support Buddhism in every way. And this has happened throughout the present uh, dynasty, the Ratanakosin dynasty, from Rama the First to Rama the Ninth. They've all given great support to Buddhism. And it's true as well for King Rama the Tenth, King Vajiralongkorn, the present king, that he supports, supports Buddhism, supports the practice of meditation. He has a lot of faith in Buddhism, invites monks to chant the auspicious verses, the Paritas, every one prior, every lunar observance day. And he himself also sits in meditation every day and studies the Dhamma. And so this is a great fortune for the people of Thailand to have a king who studies the Dhamma, who practices the Dhamma. And for us monastics, we get a lot of support, very great support, from uh, the kings who have this faith. And also for the laity who have faith as well, faith to support us so that we can live these monastic lives. So having received all of this, it's important for the monastics to really train, to really practice, to keep the vinaya and the ways of practice strictly, to study the ways of practice and to uphold the ways of practice that Lumpur Man and Lumpur Cha gave us. This is something that we really need to do to the best of our abilities, and that we have the time to train. So we should use this, developing our barami through our efforts. And when our barami reaches a state of completion, then we'll see and understand the Dhamma. So from when we were born, perhaps our interest in Buddhism and practice has waxed and waned. Perhaps at times we've had an interest and at times not so much. And maybe it would be just something that we didn't imagine that we would be doing earlier on in our lives, that we would come into this path of Dhamma and be practicing like this, as ordained like this, and that we see things, have completely different views, have different opinions and ways of looking at things than we did before when we were younger. Perhaps we've met with some difficulties in the world, being separated from the people that we like and love, wanting to get something but not receiving it, and getting that suffering, that kind of suffering, or the stress, the pain that comes from old age, sickness and death, or the kind of dukkha that arises from being with people that we dislike. And these are all different kinds of suffering that we can experience. Really clinging to the five aggregates, this is the cause of suffering. And if we don't train ourselves, then we'll always be experiencing the suffering. So it's something that we do need to do. We need to come to practice. We study the scriptures. We can read the Pali Canon and do chanting. But if what we want is to gain understanding, we need to gain this through the practice. And so we understand um, through our studies, through the scriptures, that all of the methods of meditation that bring the mind to peace, these are samatha objects. So when we talk about reciting Buddha, Dhammo, Sangho, or reciting Buddha, Saranankachami, or Samma, Sambuddha, 
any one of these things, okesa, loma, nakadanta, tacho, we pick up one of these and we really sincerely do it. We apply ourselves to it. We look at the breath, the in-breath and the out-breath. We do this so that the mind can settle down to the stillness and peace. And throughout the time that we're doing this, then we are cultivating mindfulness as well. And so we have mindfulness over our mind, asking ourselves, is it attracted to something? Is it averse to something? And something that we need to train. And we need to train so that we can protect that which is of great value, which is the Dhamma. And this Dhamma is something that we need to seek out. If we just sit around not really doing anything, we're not able to find it. And there's a Buddha there within our hearts, this inner state nature of awakening there. But if we don't train, if we don't seek this out, then it can't manifest. Like having two pieces of metal. If we don't strike them against each other, then a spark simply can't arise. But if we do put that effort in to strike them, then the spark will come about. So we need effort. We need effort in order for this inner Buddha to be born. In order for us to see all things as being unstable, as being constantly changing. But when we really see this, we see it through jnana, through this inner knowledge. And it happens in just a flash, in a single moment. It's incredibly quick. And just suddenly we see this and the mind turns bright. And then we look at all the things around us, everything in the world, and we perceive it all as being an ichan, as being a constant, constantly changing. And see the world is like this. See everything arising and ceasing. So the Dhamma that the Buddha taught was the well-taught Dhamma. And when we gain this insight, we see that it really is this way. We really see this within ourselves. And this Dhamma is something that we should bring into ourselves. It's something for each individual to know by themselves. And it's something which is not dependent upon time, it's timeless. And so this is something quite incredible, that the Dhamma isn't dependent upon time. It's something that we can see in any day and age. It doesn't discriminate between old age or young age, between male and female. It doesn't separate this out. And so when things are this way, then we should sincerely practice and train. And this is a very good opportunity we have to meditate. So we should do that a lot, cultivate our minds a lot, train a lot, do this a lot. Make our samadhi firmly established so the wisdom can manifest within the mind. And as we practice, then the mind develops incrementally. And it gets better, higher than it was before. And we can see into the body, like I've explained uh, previously, perceive the body as being something changing, as being stressful, as not-self. And when we see this, then emptiness can arise. So therefore, we should sincerely practice, really train ourselves. So when the Buddha, after he awakens to the Dhamma, he became discouraged to teach because 
he contemplated and saw just how subtle it was and how many kilesas people have. Um, but he also looked to see that there are those people who didn't have very thick kilesas, defilements as well. And he remembered the five ascetics. So he went to teach them. And what he taught them was that all things that are of the nature to arise are of the nature to cease. And through this they were all able to see the Dhamma. So why haven't we seen this yet? Really it's something quite easy, it's something quite simple. Because we see it all around us, this arising and ceasing. We see leaves falling from the trees. We see that when a wind blows, then fruit falls down. And we see people getting sick, we see people dying. We see old age, sickness and death all around us. This is something that all of us see, this is something that surrounds all of us. But when we see these things, when we see death, when we see a leaf falling, we just see this through our perceptions, through our memories, and so we don't gain knowledge from it. We don't actually know. We see, but we don't know, and we know, but we don't see. And that we don't see these things clearly in line with their truth, in line with their reality. And if we do see them in line with reality, then we've seen the Dhamma. So we need to train these minds, really train our minds, really put an effort to take up this practice and not give up. And it's important for the monks to, to really take it on and to give it everything that they've got. And if we die, then we die, and that's fine. If it's not good, then let it die. If it won't die, then make it good. And for the laity, you need to know a sense of moderation as well because you still have duties that you have to take care of, and so it's kind of inconvenient for you to die. Uh, but it's also important to train yourselves as well, uh, to train in samadhi, and do this every day, in the morning and the evening, at least for one hour a day. And for those people who have time, then they can practice for two hours a day, and for those who don't work, then they can meditate for three hours a day. You can also listen to the Dhamma as you're meditating as well, to bring the mind to peace. So why is this important? What do we do this for? We can ask ourselves, this world, are we going to stay here forever? The houses that we live in, are we going to live in them forever? We see that they're changing, there's something constant, they're not sure. We don't stay here forever. So therefore we need to make our minds good before these bodies break apart. We need to know their truth before they break apart. See how there's something inconstant, there's something unstable. See how they're a heap of suffering. And contemplate like this so our minds can come to peace. And when we see into not-self, then we see into the Dhamma. So we do this a lot, and as we do this, our mindfulness gets better, our effort steadily improves, and our wisdom grows, until we're able to experience Tatanga Vimuti, this temporary liberation. And so the knowledge, the insight that we gain, increases steadily, 
until in the end we're able to see the Dhamma. And then as we see more and more of the Dhamma, see it more clearly, we're able to attain to the Dhamma. And so may all of you set your hearts on this. It's getting close to the rains retreat already, just 14 days away. And so may all of you sincerely practice. <laughs>